Hey everyone, welcome to the Women Talk Construction Podcast, where we discuss women in construction and other non-typical careers. My name is Christy Powell, and I'm with my co-host, Angela Gardner. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, don't forget, womentalkconstruction.com has a forum of community where we all get together and talk about what's going on in our lives. We have workforce development opportunities, scholarships available. If you have them, please post them there. Um, We also have jobs, whether you need a job or whether you want a job filled. That's the place to be. And our network of amazing people are there to help make connections. So our next guest, I actually met on Instagram. That's been one of my places. I love LinkedIn and Instagram. And I go there and I find people to follow that kind of align with my same values. And Amanda is really huge in the workforce development. And she does so much out there with her and even the other organizations that you've either created or been a part of. We also share some other kind of cool things I've been involved in my family business. She is involved in her family business and which is a really interesting dynamic with, um, I think she has her mom and her dad in the business. And then her husband is in, he has a landscaping company and the really cool thing, if you follow her on Instagram, she, one thing that caught my attention was they were moving a house (laughs) one time. And she said that they only do this probably every seven years, but it was certainly interesting to me. So you need to go check out her Instagram page and see that. So, um, but I will let Christy introduce her with her bio, which says a lot more. So Amanda grew up in Southeastern Wisconsin and has been involved in the construction industry since childhood. She bought into the family business in 2013, shortly after receiving her BS in structural engineering from Milwaukee School of Engineering. She currently serves as the vice president and managing partner. Amanda's role within the small family business includes a variety of tasks such as daily operations, project design, bidding, employee development and education, and marketing. She's eager to teach the next generation about rewarding careers in the trades. She has organized three local trade-focused events, Touch Truck Wisconsin, Kirk Kids, and Build X Next Generation. She's involved with trade associations, including ABC, Wisconsin, and Lakeland Builders Association, Wisconsin Builders Association, Concrete Foundations Association, American Concrete Institute, and their local Chamber of Commerce. She's a mom to two boys, James and Joseph, four and two. She built a house with her husband on his family homestead in 2017, and her husband runs a landscaping company and has about 800 acres of cash crop. Together, they own and develop a variety of real estate. Wow, Amanda, you have a lot going on and I love it. How do you even find time for that and have a two and a four-year-old? But before I ask you that question, I want to, I just want to ask you how you got started other than being in the family. What, what drove you to want to be in the industry and go to school for um, engineering? Uh, I think it was just growing up, we kind of went to job sites with our dad and we saw different things about the construction industry. And I actually worked with him when I was in high school. That's when he first bought drafting software. So I learned how to draft when I was in high school. 
And then I thought I'm going to go to college. I'm going to be an engineer. You know, that's what I'm going to do. Went to college. And in our senior project, we designed a building and we sat behind a desk a lot. And I was like, oh man, I can't sit behind the desk the whole day. This is not for me. (laughs) But I graduated. And when I graduated, it was like a, a very terrible time to get a job as an engineer. It was right around the a major recession. So there wasn't a job market for, you know, inexperience. So he had an opening within his company at that time. And I joined then and just kind of evolved into what we have today. Nice. What's the name of your company? Kirk Incorporated. Okay. We used to be Kirk Concrete and we kind of dropped the concrete because now we do some excavation and site utilities too. Oh, nice. That's a wide variety of things. Yeah, it now really you can is. answer my question about how you do all of that and still have two children, two and four <laughs> years old. <laughs> well, we divide our tasks up, you know, in the office, and we have really, really good people who work for us, mm. and they allow us to, you know, delegating their their tasks and their responsibilities allows us to do other things. Um, I think that's probably the biggest you know, time management, which is like ever evolving. Some days you're good and some days you're bad. What is time management, right? (laughs) Uh, Some days. The struggle is real. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We know that you're big into workforce development and that's, that's awesome. We want everyone to be involved in that. But the one question I would have for you is it's kind of along those lines, but is what advice would you give to the younger generation? Like when you're out there doing it, do you give them any advice on, you know, just about our industry or anything? Like for when I go do job site tours or, or go in front of like a high school class, one of my biggest points I talk about is that there is a variety of opportunities in our industry from entry level laboring to accountants and engineers, you know, there's just a wide variety of skilled, educated, and specifically, if I have some students on a job site, I try to catch some of the local subcontractors. Uh, But I try not to have this planned because then they don't answer the questions as good. (laughs) And I just ask them, like, how did they get in the industry? What would they recommend to students? You know, if, if these students wanted to be a plumber tomorrow, what would they do? And then we talk a little bit about their pay. And I think just mostly that they can do it and it's a rewarding career. It's it's not a second choice. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that it ever really was a second choice, but it's not anymore. Right. Mm. I think that the stigma around it is second choice, like from the seventies, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Not now. It's fading. I think some people still think it's backup plan, but then they find out their friend who's a carpenter makes $90,000 a year. Yeah. And they're like, I'm out. I'm going to be yeah. a carpenter. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And you know, the other stigma I think that, you know, we're coming around to is um, bringing your authentic self to mm-hmm. your career or job. So in what ways do you feel like you and your family business are doing that within your space? That's a good question. I think in the last few years, I've probably changed a little bit because I became more confident. I've always been confident, but I think I became more confident in just like my, like you said, my authentic self. I would say like one big way I bring my authentic self to work is I really care all of our employees and I really 
care about our customers and like the jobs they get completed from from our, our team. That seems to be something that we hear a lot with all of our speakers. In fact, our last one just mentioned about people. They are the best commodity. I mean, they are the people that we need to support them, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Hill Electric was founded in 1954 in Anderson, South Carolina. Rooted in the upstate of South Carolina, Hill Electric has garnered a reputation as the region's most innovative industrial electrical contractor, providing machinery installations and facility power to countless companies in the area. Committed to quality performance, valued service, and responsive schedule management, Hill Electric offers unmatched service to each and every client. A new approach to a classic value, that's Hill Electric, Learn more at hillelectric.net. So I know that you are in, involved with the Associated Builders and Contractors of Wisconsin, and it's really near and dear to my heart. ABC is, I love the organization. I love what they do. I love the, the safety program that they have. Do you use that safety program as well? Yeah, so I guess my involvement with ABC is not, I don't, it's like a, not a major time commitment to, mm -hmm. for me. You know, we're members. The safety program is, has been major, major for our business. Mm -hmm. And it's um, mm. one of the reasons, well, a variety of reasons, but one of the reasons we stay with our business insurance agency is that they were a huge driver for us becoming part of the ABC safety program. Mm, nice. Uh, I'll give some context. It's probably a little uh, detailed for maybe some listeners. Okay. We had a 1.5 mod or EMR, depending where you're from. Uh, it was a little bit of circumstances. We had a rotator cuff surgery and like a knee surgery fall in the same year. Wow. But we, you know, so we had a 1.5 EMR and we joined the safety program with ABC. And in two years, I think, I think it was two years, we are, uh, got down to a 0.9. Nice. And we're right around 0.9 still. I think we're nine, two or something like that. That's great. And that EMR is an indicator for how your premiums are. Is that correct with your insurance? For those that don't understand? Yes, it is a ratio of your injuries compared to like hours worked. So you're higher your EMR, the, the less safe and more injuries you have. And it's actually, it can be a really big deal because certain general contractors won't work with you if your EMR is too high. Really? It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's a, it's a liability on their site. Yeah, I think that we, we deal with that too. We're an industrial electrician, so. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I just learned some things today. I love this. That's what I love about our industry is we're always learning something new. Yes, every day. Yeah, I was thinking, Christy, ABC can use that as maybe a testimonial for them yeah. to get more folks, right? And it's yes. safety week, isn't it? It's safety is month. It? I think I, right? it's safety month. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. Yes. Yay. So that was, I didn't even, I didn't even think that through. I'm super thankful that I asked that question. I am too. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I love yes. that. I love to hear that success story, especially with a family owned business, because it's hard financially sometimes just making that all work. Isn't it, Amanda? It's really hard. And 
insurance is a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I guess it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. if it's work comp or health insurance, but work comp is it's expensive and we don't, and the insurance company doesn't set the rates, you know, they're set by the state. So it's a little bit out of our control. You know, we we're fortunate to have the ABC safety program where we can get this dividend if we, you know, do well throughout the year. Nice. Yeah. It's tough to manage. It's tough to be a small family business, probably in the commercial side and manage the insurance, the paperwork. I mean, now commercial projects are, Mm -hmm. there's so much paperwork and making sure you get paid like on time. And then all, you know, the people you have to pay to it's, it's tough. It's a lot. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. I'm sure that um, there's a lot of family owned businesses that are just starting up that are going to really like to hear that insight, you know, know what they're expecting, right? You get super excited because you're starting a business, but you don't have all of those things in your mind when you start. Mm. Yes. I think it's really good to hear. I think some people, they transition from residential construction to commercial construction, and then they get a bad taste in their mouth and go back because it it's a lot different. It's a lot mm-hmm. the same, but it's a lot different. A lot more contracts, a lot more pages on the contract, yes. a lot more. Um, what did Jennifer say earlier, Angela? She had a point she was making. If you work in the healthcare field, you know, there's even mm-hmm. more safety considerations. Right. Um, so it just depends on what the project is, right? And, yeah. and what that all includes. So which of the organizations are you, so obviously you're involved in a lot of things and I love that you delegate because I think as females, we're not uh, inclined to do that as much. We like to have control um, (laughs) of the things, but I know that you are delegating and that's great. And um, that's a great example of how to lead, but also out of the organizations, which one do you spend the most time with personally, just for your own benefit, for your company's benefit or, or the workforce development benefit? I would say the two that probably take, you know, the most of my time are our local builders association. And then that goes along with the state. They're kind of tied together. The state builders association has, is working on a workforce development recruitment initiative currently. So um, we, I'm, I'm on that committee and we meet about once a month and have quite aggressive uh, strategic goals. We just finished our first 180 days and set our next 180 days. So that's through my local and uh, statewide area. And then um, the Concrete Foundations Association, I probably, that would be my second one that I spend the most time with. And that one's important to me because it's specific to my business and industry. And it's concrete is unique because it's, it's very physically demanding. Mm-hmm. And I would argue it might be one of the most physically demanding industries. So it makes it even harder to attract young or, or the next generation. And so we're working on, you know, how do you kind of rebrand to make concrete cool? Yes. <laughs> concrete is cool though. It is cool. It when, is if you're cool. in it, you know, it's, Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of before I started in construction, I was credit manager for Jones and Sons Concrete and Brick Company in Indiana and five of our locations, I believe it was. Anyway, it was just super cool to just see how that whole dynamic worked. You know, I had an accounting background. 
So I was a credit manager, but I actually sat with all the girls who were taking the concrete orders and the brick orders and the block orders. And so when they were out, I got to fill in and, you know, just being in that environment made me not want to go back into an office. So that was really cool. Yes. The variety and and requirements, I feel like for concrete and a lot of the construction industry, it's, it's not specifically linear. No, (laughs) it's fun. It is fun, but, and that's why I think we all like it and we thrive in it because it's not the same every day. You get to challenge yourself and work your brain a little bit and, you know, solve these problems or not problems. Yeah. Challenges. (laughs) Problems. (laughs) Problems. I feel like I'm a chief problem solver someday. (laughs) Some days. Oh yeah. So speaking of fun, um, is there anything that you do that you love to do for fun? Um, well, I was kind of telling Angela, a lot of my time outside of work is taken up with my family, my kids, and they're little, they're kind of at this stage where they still like me. <laughs> so <laughs> last for so a I, while. I'm, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to cherish this time and we do stuff mostly as a family. We recently go UTVing. Nice. So we have like a four seat UTV. We've gone like on two trips and we're thinking this year's our year to go on a couple more because they're just a little bit bigger. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing we like to do in the winter. We go snowmobiling. Nice. And then we just like to be outside and play outside. I have big, big aspirations of a garden this year. Nice. (laughs) Well, well, you know, we'd love to see pictures. Yeah. I have a um, 20 ish uh, planted 20 fruit trees last year. Yeah. They're growing still. They're like trees is kind of a relative term, maybe fruit twigs. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, they got to start somewhere, right? Exactly. exactly. Very Uh, cool. So you love growing things and being outdoors. Yes, That's fun for you. And of course, littles, you know, having the littles, what I miss the most about my kids being little is just the funnest part for me was watching them see something for the first time. Oh, yes. Experiencing it. That was more fun to me than me ever experiencing anything new. So I admire the fact that you have two littles that you get to watch that with every day. Yes. And I think it's fun to see them like solve their own problems. Mm -hmm. You know, like they're they're trying to climb trees right now. And they're too small, but then all of a sudden they bring their little step stool out and then they can get up to the little trunk. So it's, it's neat to watch them, you know, develop that critical mm-hmm. thinking of how I'm going to do this. Critical thinking is so important in life. It doesn't matter what yes. industry you're in. Oh, so yeah. I think um, sometimes I might've sheltered my oldest from critical thinking, you know, always trying to keep her safe and then realized that I was really not doing her any justice by not letting her explore and use her own critical thinking. So my next daughter was 17 years later And that poor girl's been critical thinking since she was one, because I realized that that was not (laughs) a great idea. And she's so wise at the age of 15. And it's just because we've let her grow on her own. Mm -hmm. Like we're really careful about, now, wait a minute, are we going to warn her or not warn her? So I love that critical thinking part. Yeah. I think when my friend told me, you have to, you have to like, let them fail safely. Nice. And I think yeah. that's like in general, anytime you're growing people, whether it's your kids or, or people that you're leading mm-hmm. that you have to, cause that's when you fail is when you learn the most. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, 
Yeah. I've grown a lot <laughs> because I've failed a lot. <laughs> yes. Right. But if you can let them fail and not get hurt or not cost too much money. Right. It's, it's better in the end. Yes, for sure. You have to pick your battles, right? Which battle yeah, is the most true. important at the time? Yes. Well, yes. thank you for being on with us today. We really appreciate your time and it was really great to meet you. Yes. Thank you, Amanda. Yeah, so it's great to be here and meet you both too. And put like, I feel like real faces to the names. You yes. see, I don't know, like you see it online, but it's different. Not the here. same. No. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully we can meet you in person sometime. And I am going to get back with you about what we talked about, you know, just working with the stores and um, serving our customers better. So that sounds good. I think we all could be better at that too. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much again. Thank you, Amanda. Take care of those babies and good luck to you. And if you ever need anything, let us know we're here. Yes, please reach out. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Talk Construction Podcast with your hosts, Christy Powell and Angela Gardner. See you next time.